Hello and welcome to Gloss Over, a podcast for creators, artists, entrepreneurs, spirit seekers, beauty lovers, and bosses. We're taking a deep dive into topics that we just can't gloss over. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Gloss Over podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, the big bad boss lady, Megan, and I'm a cosmetologist, makeup artist, and entrepreneur. Hey, gang. It's Caroline Trudeau, experienced innovator, culture maker, and the creator of thevoicescollection.com. Yo, yo. Yo. 53. 53. 53. 53. And you know, I know we had to take a little pause for 52 because that was a special episode. It was an homage, wasn't it? It was an homage. Mm -hmm. It was a milestone. It was a thing we had to do. We had to get it real. But we must absolutely go back to what we were talking about in 51. I, I can't wait. Like, this cannot wait five more minutes. Okay, let's do it. So... Um, if you recall, if you haven't listened to it, go listen to that one and then, or, or listen to this one and go back to that one. Um, we were talking about traditional gender roles in a relationship, mm-hmm. uh, pink job, blue job, yeah. shed some light on my license plate. Um, and I think that we left the end of the episode for me, at least on the edge of a precipice, I was like, wait, I want more. I yeah. want more. We left some deep shit in the universe open out there. And, and I'm going to read you this quote just to bring us back to where like, we were. Take me back to that moment because, yeah. as I mentioned last week, I don't really always absorb the deep shit that I'm tossing around. So, But you did do some real deep shit. But, you were so, ta- okay, so you were talking – the context is you were talking about family of origin. Yes. You were talking about sort of generational – Going back to grandmothers and mothers, mm-hmm. end of World War II, mm-hmm. you know, real deep shit. God, I got on a soapbox tonight. Jeez. No, no, but you did good. I mean, okay, I, right. I was like this. I'm like, oh my God, go high girl. I can't, I'm, I don't want to say anything. And I think Peter was the same too. We're like, what this, the this fuck? Like, here she goes. Here she goes. Okay, so uh, it, this is not word for word, but I, what I wrote on the, on the Voices Collection with that episode was, mm-hmm. we women got it confused. Our predecessors paved the way and sent us the message that we can do anything. What we heard was we have to do everything. Yeah. I don't think I put it quite so gracefully, but the, the, but the message is precisely the same. And I stand by that statement. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I just I just synthesized it so that I, I would have like just, yeah. just one way to go back to it. Because you need to be my speechwriter, frankly. So uh, when I'm nominated for something, I'm just going to like talk at you and you're just going to like regurgitate perfect. my message in, a, in, a, in we'll an articulate fashion. We'll just do a gloss over podcast episode about it and okay. then I'll just take it from there. Perfect. Sounds good. Yeah, no, I think we got it real scrambled. I think... I think we did. I think a lot happened in our mother's generation, in my mother, you know, in the time frame of my mom's generation from joining like a workforce and my mom having a non-traditional job that was not for females. Um, I started my career out a million years ago in a non-traditional job for a female. Um, I dealt with a lot of um, horrible things in my, the beginnings of my career. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was also like, I felt pressure to get married. I felt pressure to have children. I felt pressure to have all these things. And it's like, damn. Right. <clears throat> can't we just pick? Like, they said, you can do all these things. We've, we, there's women astronauts now. Like, go for it. Right. It's like, you know, early 90s, whatever. Um, 
And you can be anything you want to be. Yeah, but you also, by the way, have to have a baby and not look like you had a baby. Like, don't get fat. Right. Um, you have to be able to hold down the job, be a CEO, be there for the ballet recitals, have dinner on the table, still have a healthy sex life, have a tight ass. Like, what? Like, wait. When do we? When do we go wait. from we can do anything that we want to we have to do everything? Like, that's for me is is where there's such a dichotomy of thought there. Like and why I have to ask you this before you go on, I'm sorry to cut you off, but this is important for me to understand that caught you in, a, in an impactful way. I saw it on your face when I said that. Yeah. What, why was that such a big statement for me to make? Like you felt a thing. Yeah. Because you qualified it in a way that, you know, let me take a, a step back. We hear all the time. You can be anything that you want to mm-hmm. be. Yeah. And that's true. You can be anything that you want to be. I mean, if you, you know, you do, if you do the work and you do the thing and to some extent, hypothetically, to yes. some extent, sure. it, it is, it is a message that yes. resonates with most. And I think that when you said we heard that we have to do everything mm-hmm. for me, that was, that was the qualifier. Like you don't have to do everything for me. It was like, Oh shit, you're right. We don't have to do everything. Mm-hmm. I, that message resonates with me because I don't do everything. Mm-hmm. And in the context of that episode, I do me, right? And I get categorized a certain way because I chose not to have children and I chose not to get married and I choose to have an alternative career and I choose to do things the way that I want to do them. And, and that's my way yeah. to do everything I want anything that I want to do. Right. But I, I don't know that that resonates in the general population. No, because I think people, I think people have a specific, um, I think it resonates with the right people. Yeah. It resonates to the people that care about you and it resonates with the people that aren't going to judge you for making different choices. Um, I think people have a certain standard. Like I see it all the time in my industry. Right. I uncover a lot of married people or people getting married. And sometimes the, the bride, sometimes the bride and groom to be have already had a child or two. Yeah. People are like, freaking out like well she did it backwards like fucking says who right like shut up they're doing it their way you know yeah or well it's been long enough thank god they're getting married who cares cares why is this important i don't understand why this is like a major thing where society has said you know these are the steps ladies like women i'm so glad that they don't go to college to get their mrs anymore like they're going for a phd they're not going to right. meet mr oh, whatever that's, his that's name cute is too. yeah that's so, um and if you are if that's what you're doing and that's what you want i mean i i also have deep respect for women who choose um to be homemakers and mothers and raise their children and teach yeah. them to be good human beings and and tell their daughter that this is one option but there's many like, yeah, I respect that too. And I respect, you know, I respect the mom who's a hustler who also has like a nanny that she's trusted and she's cultivated this tribe of caregivers for her kids so that her kids can see a mom who's a mother and successful. Like I have mad respect for like whoever and however you do it. But this, 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 um, this stigma and this bullshit ass standard of like, get it together, ladies, like fuck off. Right. Like, yeah. With respect. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Because I don't... I, because men do not have... Because I'm sorry, gentlemen, who may or may not be listening, including my husband, because we have major differences about this particular topic, but, like, men don't have 
there are, yes, there are, there are beauty standards for men. There's an unfair, you know, marketed persona of like washboard abs and big beards and Mm -hmm. tattoos and whatever all else. And not everybody's like David Beckham and okay, that's fine. But like on the whole, women have a tougher ride. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We just, we have it harder. I think what also really resonated for me is that you, you put in a succinct thought how I feel. Mm. Yes, you can be anything that you want to be, but you don't have to be good at everything. No, pick your, pick your poison, man. Pick the stuff. Like for me, it's even aligned with the definition of, of leadership that I subscribe to, which is find the strengths in others and enable them to be the best that they can be mm-hmm. at what they're really good at. Help them find their strengths and help them be the best that they can be at that jam. And I've, I don't know, consciously or unconsciously, that's what I've done in my life. I have not really spent a lot of time doing things that I'm not good at because it frustrates the shit out of me and because I like to win. <laughs> but, I mean, and that's that's sort of the the crazy extreme but but it has evolved over time to be just do you do the things that you're the best at and for me it wasn't going to necessarily involve husbanding and children and all the things Mm -hmm. and so so it, it for me it's been the standard of my life and I yeah when you said that I was just like oh my gosh you just said in very few words the precise way that I feel yeah. and I wanted to revisit it because I want to encourage it. These gender roles, it, you know, they, they're, they're not necessarily for everybody. Yeah. No, they're not. And I think everybody needs to fucking chill it with the, the judging. Frankly. I mean, but yeah. I remember when I, I a lot of judging. I met my, well, I'm judging other people that are judging. So I guess that's like double judging, double judging, like judging squared. I don't know. Um, but I remember when my mom found out that I was moving in with my boyfriend, now husband, and we lived together for probably, God, three years before we got married. Um, and I really wanted to get married. That was really something I wanted to do. Confession time. Oh. I'm real, real right now. Oh, my God. My mom gave me bullshit about it, moving in together. And I have to be honest, as I am now, and I'm a lot older because I've been with him for going on 10 years. Well, 10 years this fall. Um, if we were not, if, if we never got married, I now would be okay with it. Like for some reason it was real important for me then. Back then it was, Back then really it was like, this married. is what we need to do. And now I'm like, but, but why? Like all that does is complicate legal matters. Interesting. Like all yeah. that. Do, I mean, yes, good news. I have insurance because of him. Right. But. And I think that people who want to legally bind themselves together, that's great. Um, but that's not always like, that's not always like a good thing. You know what I mean? Like that's not, it's, 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 it's not necessary. If, unless you're seeking something specific, who says you have to be married to somebody? Like, you know what I mean? I don't understand. It doesn't have yeah, to be. Yeah, this a, is, this is a, this is confession time. I like it. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if for whatever reason back then you'd have been like, yeah, I don't think we need to do this. I've been like. Then it would have been a deal breaker, but now I completely understand why it's not necessarily for everyone. I know plenty of couples who've been together for a hundred years and aren't married. Yeah, and it's it's doesn't mean they're less committed. It doesn't mean they're any less loving. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't change the dynamic of their relationship. Being married didn't change the dynamic of my relationship. We are exactly the same people. 
But I wonder because... Because I didn't, also didn't change my name. Right. Oh my gosh, I would never change my name. And everyone feels pressure to change your name. Gotta change yeah. your name. Why are you changing I mean, your name? Let's get divorced. I gotta change my name back. It's like, well, and you know, I get a lot of shit for that too. I get a lot or of shit. I got a lot of shit. Oh yeah. Not from him or the family, but I get a lot of shit from a lot of people about not having children and not changing my name. Interesting. Because that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Says what? Like he doesn't like I like, okay, cool, don't belong to him. Like the tradition of taking a name is like ownership. We did yeah. that with slaves in this country. Come on now, y'all. Like, let's let's be real. This it's, is who I am. And I, mean, I, I asked him the question, would you change your name if the roles were reversed? If the tradition was, was the opposite, would you change your name? And what do you think his answer was? No. Absolutely not. So, yeah, fuck no. off. <laughs> no. No. No, I don't have to change my name. I don't have to have kids. I don't have to balance. I do not. We do not have to do that. Yeah. I don't have to get not. married if I don't want to. So, was there anything that, back then, back to the confession, was there anything that anyone could have told you? That would have made you feel differently about marrying Peter. You can't tell me nothing. Everybody okay. knows this. Anybody that knows me knows that in the moment, if I if I'm strongly convicted, you're committed to an idea. It's no, happening. it's not gonna yeah. get. It's not gonna get through. Okay. It might get through in six to eight months after I've seen some things play out and I've heard what you've said and I've locked it away and it may bubble up and be like, oh, Caroline said that. Caroline told me this. Right. Or my mom told me this. Or Pete told me this. Or somebody told me this. And oh, yeah. I have an aha moment. But it's a long road, and in the moment, you're not going to get through. Yeah, so and no. especially like I think back to ten years ago, or even. And it was very emotional. It's a very emotional it's thing an emotional decision. to have people yeah. like attack your decision. And yeah, you don't know me, and you don't know my. So, what can we say to the audience that you know is considering any sort of decision mm-hmm. that may or may not be aligned with traditional gender roles and quotation yeah. marks? Like, what would be valuable? Even if they're not going to change their behavior about it, or even if they're, you know, even they're, if they're in social pre- situations where the pressure is so strong, the culture is so strong that they sort of have to get in line, how do we encourage these individuals to be more comfortable with how they feel as individuals? Um, one thing immediately clicked into my head as soon as you said that. I want you to, anytime anybody gets... Uh, kind of judged whether passive aggressively or not or low-key like called out on something pay attention to the words you should you should someone says to you you should you should you should you should you should shut that shit down i shouldn't do anything yeah that's not how you present anything to anybody you should so when you're hearing it from someone else, yeah. what you should do is get married and have like, children. What you should do yes. is click have in, food click, on the table. Yes. Or, Tune in when someone starts off a comment with you should. That's a good Who the fuck are you? Like, I appreciate you being supportive, but, like, you don't tell me that. Like, it's not how to present it. And then the other thing I would say is if you find yourself in a, in a situation where that's happening, two-word response in your brain should be, says who? Right. This doesn't align with my purpose. I'm not a mother for a reason. I, I run a business for a reason. I've chose my path for a reason. Yeah. I'm spiritually the gu- spiritually guided and divinely protected. Mm. And it ain't got nothing to do with all y'all. Damn, girl. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you really got to get real. And if, this, if, if what's happening in your life is not really what you want, you've got to walk away. Because I've said this before, maybe not on the podcast, but I say this regularly in deep shit of the universe conversation. On my deathbed, I'm all I have. Yeah. My mom will be gone. I don't know if my husband will be around at that point in my life. You and just this never is, know. You, just, you, you don't know. It's going to be me and the Jamaican lady in the nursing home. <laughs> She's all I got, right? So I better be real fucking at peace 
with her, this, this person that I am and the decision she's made and the shit she's done, good, bad, and ugly and indifferent and beautiful and graceful and all of that. Like I got to be okay with it. And I cannot live my life making others happy or living up to some standard that someone else says is, is ideal Mm -hmm. because I'm all I have. Easy to say, super difficult to do, but worth repeating and discussing all the time. This ride that we're on right now is super fucking temporary. We're right. only here for however many years, right? Yeah. And I think once everything you once you, right, yeah. once you start to realize that everything is temporary, including your own motherfucking existence, that takes a lot of pressure off. It does. You are a human being. Ain't nobody got time for that bullshit. You, but you're also you're. A, you're not a person having a, like a spiritual, um, experience. Like you are a spirit having a human experience mm-hmm. and you're just kind of here for the ride on this yeah. like brief little, and you don't have to do nothing. No, we're on this like weird Uber ride through the galaxy right now. Like <laughs> Uber ride through the galaxy. What? Like, cause next who knows where we're going to go. Yeah. And like, I know that's deep and probably real fucking woo for most people, but, but it's true. I mean, it, it brings perspective to all the things. Yeah. You don't have to do that. I think it's important to, um, to listen to your instinct. I now am super in tune and use my instinct as a guide in very, very many decisions. But there was a time when I was younger, maybe 15 years ago, where I was looking for um, acceptance and I was looking for potentially like empirical evidence for making decisions, like Mm. facts and figures. and, And in my career at the same time, I was sort of being pushed in that direction, you know, make logical decisions. And I didn't learn to really appreciate and hone into my intuition mm-hmm. early enough because of that. Mm-hmm. Same. So to, and today it's like chief decision officer is intuition. Literally. Yeah. It's, because, your, it's your GPS. Exactly. Because I have seen this movie before because mm-hmm. I know me better than I ever have. And I continue to discover so I think for, for the women and the men who are out there making decisions that are different than social norms or traditional roles or whatever, just follow the gut, follow the intuition, follow what works for you and fuck the people that want to have judgment about it. I have two questions. Okay. Number one, have you ever been judged for your, for your path, for your choices? Uh, yeah. I mean, who hasn't? Okay. Yes. Um, and do you think that by and large, let's just say, for example, the marriage example, because that's kind of been on the topic of combo today. Um, I think, and I want to know if you share my opinion, I feel on the whole, a woman who's of a certain age, who's not yet been married, not have children, she's got a good job, she's got her shit together, blah, blah. People, I think, have a sense of pity. Like, oh, she never got married. Oh, she never had, because she never got to experience motherhood. But like a dude... Who's like super powerful? Oh yeah, who's out there single, living his life living on the PJ? Yeah, on the PJ, with, like with the German engineering parked in the driveway. Yeah, he's kind of a cad, maybe, and people right. are like, "Well, that's just they just." Good I think for him. They freely thank you. Good they for him. Freely accept that that's his choice. So, so I do think there's yes. a little injustice there. I and have I'm to actually, say, I'm actually really interested to see how this plays out and how it manifests itself into the podcast in a way into my voice into the conversation that we have because 
Um, not to brag or anything, honey, but I look younger than I am. Same girl. <laughs> I mean, thanks, mom. And so, you know, and I, and I am, you know, getting back into the workforce and, you know, when I say that I've been doing what I've been doing for 20 years, people sometimes don't, it doesn't connect. It does not compute. And there are times where I, I, I've actually shared my age in order to get the compliments. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. But in order to be like, no, 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 you think I'm 33, but I'm actually 43 mm -hmm. and 33 might be pushing it, but I'm, I'm pushing 44, honey. And you know, I've been doing this for a real long fucking time and yes, I can boss the whole entire office. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm really eager to see how this, um, grows in the next 10 years for me because you know, I am a boss and I am successful and I am single and I am woman and I am aging and it's going to, you know, it's going to show up. So I'm, I, yes, I will be going through the world with eyes wide open to see where these things show up a little bit more. It has already in the past, but not so much. It, it doesn't really bother me, to be honest with you. I give zero fucks. I'm like, mm -hmm. this is my choice. And actually what I've observed in the last two years or so is that people are more positively responding to my choices in my career and to the lifestyle that I have and like, Oh, you wait, you were in Germany for a whole month that you were working there. And Oh, you were touristing too. And you're so lucky. And that's so awesome. I get that more than I get the haters. You know what I mean? Well, the truth of the matter is no matter how great you are and how, how you balance it and how you make it all go, like people are still going to hate on you just because you're haters going to hate. Like that's just what's going to happen. And I think this is one other piece of advice. The hating is not making things better. No. I think that we have, an, as alternative gender role takers, we have a responsibility to change the dialogue. We have a responsibility to demonstrate that it's totally fucking okay not to have kids, not to get married, and to, to work in a male-dominated world. Well, news fucking flash, the whole entire goddamn world is male-dominated. So show me a job. Thank you. You know, other than traditional, you know, nursing maybe. And by the way, if if you if you're a dude who's married to a super high-powered woman and you want to stay home and take care of the kids, please do that. Yeah. If that's your calling. Oh yeah. And just because you're Mr. Mom, it doesn't mean you're less than. It it means you're more than, in my opinion, because you're stepping out of something because that's what you want and that's what you've agreed with your partner to do. Yeah. Fucking and do that. And then be proud. Like, yes. Don't diminish exactly. what happens when you step outside of tradition. Yes. You need to be proud of that. Own and it. you need to own it. Yeah. And you need it in a respectful way, in a respectful way to heritage and culture and all the things. But don't diminish it. Mm -hmm. You've got, we've got to stop saying, Oh, well, I'm in a male. Let no, this is my job. My job is to be a boss in the fucking boardroom. Maybe we can talk about how to navigate male dominated fields at some point. Oh, because I've got stories. Put a pin. Oh, we could, do, we could do an episode on all the stories about, <sighs> but, but the point is, you know, the negative talk and the hating and the, the putting, people down in the judging, you know, I think we have a responsibility to rise above that and Absolutely. just to not engage and to respectfully disagree. You know, these choices for your family are absolutely appropriate. If you're happy and that's the life that you want and that's what you're creating, yeah. good for you. And I hope that the next generation, the millennials that are coming up receive that message. You know, I think much as I said about our generation receiving 
giving being being offered a message and and take and and having something lost in communication i think millennials have much the same thing i think they were told one thing and i think it got lost in translation Ooh, that's deep you're right i yeah. think what they were told is everyone's very stressed to them like get an education get an education just go to college get an education because my generation it was like get a trade or go to college now i feel like everyone is told all the youngsters are told to just get an education just go to college so when they come out of school it's no wonder that they think they should be the fucking CEO. Right. Because they just did what they were told. We said go to college. And the baby boomers that complain about them, I'm like, y'all are the ones that raised them. Y'all like, are the ones that told like, them to go to college. Yeah. So it's like we got we to gotta clearly communicate. And I hope that everyone steps out of the, the specific role because it's crap, frankly. Yeah. So I think, I think to recap, for me, that was really important because it was manifesting in not a lot of words the decisions that I've made. And I think I wanted it to be another topic because I, I wanted to see if it would resonate with the audience. Those that are hearing, I have to do all the things, right? Like I have to be a super mom and I have to have my kids in seven activities after school. And like, no, you don't have to. Read a Just book with them. Hang out. Be really good at what you choose to do. At yeah. what you choose, you don't have to be all the things. And and then for me, there's just this whole respect of uh, alternative lifestyle, whatever alternative lifestyle means. Like, no judging at kid pickup because one <laughs> mom is chosen to be in a boardroom as opposed to being in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And vice versa. Yeah. Right? Vice versa. We all bring value in different ways. We all make choices in our lives that are appropriate, or, or sometimes not, I guess, for our families. And I just, the hate yeah. is... And I think, too, people need to be having real-life conversations in their relationships. Boom. Like, you need to say, hey, I'm working late. You're going to have to make dinner, sir. You know, that's not a traditional thing. I know you're not Betty Crocker, but we are both working the same amount of hours. We both have the same responsibilities outside the home. And that means we need to split it up and help each other out. Which is full circle moment to how you and Pete manage your relationship. So this is a great... Yep. Y'all need to help each other. because segue back to you're not, 51. One person can't do it alone. So No. All right, y'all. Well, tell us, please. No, are you, you tell are you in a Are you in a gender role? Are you somewhere that you're stuck? Do you have questions, concerns, thoughts? Let us know. Let us know. Find us on Twitter at GlossoverPod and hit us up on Instagram at This is Carol and GlossoverBabe. And until next time, okay, love you, bye. Thank you for listening. Have a topic you'd like us to gloss over? Hit us up on Twitter at GlossOverPod and find us on the web at thevoicescollection.com slash GlossOverPod.